In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning and welcome to this home retreat, um, the title of which is St Benedict's Use in His Rule of Psalm 118. St Benedict quotes extensively from Scripture, so extensively, that it leads one commentator, Sister Aquanata Berkman, to say famously that the voice that speaks most frequently in the rule is God's, the word of the Lord, scripture, and scripture quoted so extensively in the rule. Within scripture, St. Benedict quotes and alludes to the Psalms more than any other book of the scripture. Again, this is maybe hardly surprising as the Psalms form the backbone of Christian worship, as they did previously and still do in Jewish worship. For a monk, such as St Benedict, the Psalms were recited very frequently. Some monks, indeed, as he comments in his rule, chapter 18, recited the whole Psalter every day. For St Benedict, they were to be recited every week. In this retreat talk, I want to look at the importance for St. Benedict of the Psalms by looking at one particular psalm, Psalm 118. That's 118 in the, in the Greek and Vulgate numbering, 119 in the Hebrew uh, numbering and um, found in, in many, if, if, if not all, uh, modern Bibles. But I'm going to be a bit perverse and keep calling it Psalm 118. It's an interesting psalm. It is the longest in the Psalter by a considerable margin. And it is one of those um, that's arranged alphabetically. Each section begins with a word starting with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet in order from Aleph to Tau. It is a hymn to the law and indeed each verse with the one exception only of verse 122, contains a word which in some way means or relates to the law. These are translated in English by words such as law, statute, commandment, precept, decree, justice, and sometimes widened to include also word, Promise, truth, gift, words which suggest law not just as obligation, the, uh, the narrow meaning, often the narrow meaning in our uh, modern understanding, but uh, the wider uh, Jewish sense of law as being, yes, obligation, but also gift and salvation. The psalmist sings to God about how much he reveres, loves, keeps and studies the law. For some this repetition suggests protesting rather too much 
and in places it may be thought the psalmist is rather priggish and self-righteous, as in verses 99 and 100. I have more insight than all who teach me, for I ponder your decrees. I have gained more understanding than my elders, for I keep your precepts. Self-righteous, priggish and uppity too. But then, of course, uh, St Benedict has a soft spot uh, for, the, uh, for the uppity young, let us, uh, let us remember. So I think um, these ways of being um, critical of, uh, of the psalmist uh, are not a trouble to St Benedict. So let me, after these uh, introductory points, turn to look at some of the ways St Benedict uses this psalm. And I'm going to keep referring to um, chapters and verses from the rule uh, and to uh, verses from, uh, from the psalm. And just because it may get a little bit um, uh, complicated or maybe uh, difficult to, uh, to listen to, uh, there's, uh, there's a sheet that has the references both uh, in parallel columns, both from the, uh, the rule and the psalm, which will be uploaded um, together with this talk. So firstly, uh, let us look at where St Benedict puts the psalm in his distribution of the weekly office. He assigned it to the little hours of terse, sext and known for Sunday and Monday, as he makes clear in chapter 18 of the rule. And we use it in Amperforth throughout the second week of our fortnightly scheme in the little hour of sext. Then next, St Benedict also drew here we start a um, particular quotation. Uh, he also drew from Psalm 118 instructions about the rationale for the structure of the daily offices. He quotes in the rule, um, chapter 16, from Psalm 118, verse 164, to explain his structure of Lord's prime terse, sext, known, vespers, and compline. Seven times, drawing from the psalm, seven times a day have I praised you, the seven-day offices. As well as the seven-day offices, there is, of course, the night office for St Benedict of vigils or matins, which takes place after midnight, and which for him is required by Psalm 118, verse 62. At midnight, I arose to give you praise. Today, these references can give pause because St Benedict may be thought to uh, be taking them out of context and applying them uh, to his own desired context in a forced way. Uh, well, this may bother some of us, but it certainly didn't um, bother him. 
St. Benedict does not just use uh, Psalm 118 to give guidance about the structure of monastic life and prayer um, uh, and its rationale. Um, in his key spiritual chapter on humility, he also refers to our psalm twice. In the seventh step of humility, on how we are to see ourselves as inferior to all, that's the rule, chapter 7, verse 54, he cites Psalm 118, verses 71 and 73. It is a blessing that you have humbled me so that I can learn your commandments. And in his last 12th step of humility on how finally even our outward bearing should manifest humility, that's the rule, chapter 7, verse 68, he cites Psalm 118, verse 107. I am bowed down and humbled in every way. I'm assembling at these points to show the ways in which St Benedict's instincts and thinking about both structure and spirit of monastic life run so naturally and easily along lines of scripture and of the Psalms. And of course, there are many other scriptural references apart from just the one I'm um, picking out here, Psalm 118. But I'm interested in the way that St. Benedict weaves them together, um, his text and a passage from scripture, he weaves them together um, so closely that it's, it, it's often difficult to tell where his text ends and scripture begins and, and, and vice versa. Um, the importance of, of Psalm 118, um, however, for, uh, for him becomes, I think, even more pronounced when we look at the use of this psalm in the rite of profession. And this comes from his chapter on um, entry into the monastic life, which is uh, the rule chapter 58, and in particular um, in uh, in that chapter, verse 21, where he cites verse 116 of Psalm 118. Receive me, Lord, as you have promised, and I shall live. Do not disappoint me in my hope. Saying that the monk to be professed should recite this verse uh, in church, before the altar, with all uh, the community gathered around him three times. This is a verse with great resonance in monastic life. It is sung um, still today in, and in Latin in the rite of, of solemn um, or life profession. 
and it is sung also over the monk who has persevered to the end at the beginning of the funeral rite. And then at the end of the funeral, at the burial, the text is inscribed on the memorial stones above our burial vaults in, in Monk's Wood. So let me give it to you uh, in the Latin. Sushipe me domine, secundum eloquium tuum et vivam, et non confundas me, ab expectatione mea. The last use I want to talk about um, is, in fact, uh, the first mention of the psalm. St Benedict has this well-known passage towards the conclusion of his prologue to the rule, verses 48 and 49. Do not be daunted immediately by fear and run away from the road that leads to salvation. It is bound to be narrow at the outset. But as we progress in this way of life and in faith, we shall run on the path of God's commandments, our hearts overflowing with the inexpressible delight of love. I've taken this translation from um, RB80, um, well, now, well known, much uh, used translation of, of the rule, but at the risk of, 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 um, of being um, a translation bore, uh, let me uh, let me note that, um, as many commentators also note, um, that that um, word overflowing, our hearts overflowing with the inexpressible delight of love, is, is not perhaps the best translation of the, of the Latin word, which is dilatato, which give, gives us the word dilation, as in a dilation of the, of the, um, of the uh, pupil of the eye, for example. Um, and uh, so I think it's often suggested, and it's important for my use um, uh, this morning, um, that um, it, it's better translated um, expanding rather than overflowing. So let me just read the last um, sentence uh, once again with, with, with um, that change. As we progress in this way of life and in faith, we shall run on the path of God's commandments, our hearts expanding with the inexpressible delight of love. This is not a, a, a quotation from Psalm 118, but it is... A, um, it, uh, an allusion to it. So, for example, in the in, in RB eighty, it's not one of those passages that's put that's put in italic, but in the very helpful list of 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 uses 
of scripture at the um, at the end of of RB eighty, uh, it is it is noted as as a, um, a use of scripture by by um, Saint Benedict. Um, in Psalm one hundred and eighteen verses um, verse thirty two, um, we have this phrase: "I will run in the way of your commands." You open wide my heart. Um, the, the point makes its, it, itself, doesn't it? This, this example uh, is uh, an, uh, an, uh, an illusion. Um, and uh, the psalm verse which St Benedict and his monks recited um, every week, which will have been known by heart, um, as, as of course with, with, with most of the Psalms, um, has these two words that are obviously in um, St Benedict's mind as he comes to this uh, key moment of his prologue, run and open wide or dilate, expand. My point is this, uh, to labour it a bit perhaps, um, when Benedict comes to write his prologue in th this section, um, which is not one of the parts of the prologue, which is in um, one, his uh, main source, as it's uh, supposed, the, the rule of the master, so which does come very directly uh, from him, these two words instinctively shape and inspire his writing and are and are drawn from his, his prayer, his weekly prayer. Yes, monastic and Christian life has its inevitable initial strictness and narrowness. But do not fear, he says to us. Rather, persevere. You will then find yourself running on the way. And in the exertion, your heart will expand and the expansion will be the inexpressible delight of love. For the last nine months or so, I've been doing my Lectio Divina on this psalm. I took it precisely because of its frequency in the office and because I've always had a little bit uh, the sense that it is uh, legalistic, priggish and tiresome, I repent. I find, in fact, that I'm not finished with it yet. Following in St Benedict's footsteps, I think and hope, I found a very slow read, taking off from one verse for a, uh, for a week, has given a lot of inspiration for meditation and prayer. So I commend it for your consideration and hope it may help you too in your meditation and prayer. And may Almighty God bless you all this winter day. The Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>